When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Former President Trump released a letter last week urging Texas Governor Greg Abbott to audit the results of the 2020 election and said, quote, we're quickly running out of time. You're running out of time. The election was a year ago. Also, you won Texas. What are you hoping they find? Well, we reran the numbers and this is crazy. There's like 40,000 Georgia votes here. From 30 Rockefeller Plaza in New York City, please enjoy this podcast edition of Late Night with Seth Meyers. On today's show, Seth talks to actor Billy Bob Thornton. But first, a closer look. Rudy Giuliani has reportedly been banned from Fox News as both Rudy and the network face defamation lawsuits from the election technology company Dominion over the big lies spread in large part by Giuliani, a lie that was disproven yet again by a GOP-funded audit in Arizona that blew up in their faces. For more on this, it's time for a closer look. Before we get into the state of our politics here at home, we're gonna do something a little different tonight and talk about the results of yesterday's election in Germany. Now stay with me here because this is a little complicated. The center-left Social Democrats, or SPD, led by Olaf Scholz, the vice chancellor and former mayor of Hamburg narrowly defeated the conservative bloc, or CDU-CSU, led by Armin Laschet, his party's successor to Angela Merkel. But in order to form a government, they'll need to engage in coalition talks with smaller parties such as the Greens and the Free Democrats to reach a majority. In the Bundestag, which would lead to Germany's first ever... Whoa! Is that our Rudy Giuliani news alert siren? The siren we had installed in the studio to tell us whatever something funny happens to Rudy Giuliani. Wally, throw out all the cue cards about Germany. Nine. What? Sorry, sorry. Oh, I meant, do you want me to throw out all nine of the cue cards about Germany? Oh, I see what you did there, Wally. Okay, let's see what Rudy's up to. Fox News has reportedly suspended former President Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, from appearing on any of its shows. His favorite TV outlet has reportedly banned him. He's been benched for almost three months, in part because of the vote-counting conspiracy theories that he pushed, which, of course, have ballooned into lawsuits against both him and Fox News. They ban Rudy from Fox News? That's like banning a turtle from its shell. 
or banning the turtle from the Nike store. Oh, yeah! Two weeks until the audience is back. Gotta get our fringe references in while we can. And is there any better proof Entourage wasn't a true representation of Hollywood than how off they were about who would play Aquaman? I mean, Momoa uses Vinny Chase to pick the kelp out of his teeth. Back to Rudy. I mean, forget the interviews. If he's banned from Fox News' green rooms, where is he gonna sleep? He can't go back to his own place. The feds probably took his bed when they raided his apartment because knowing Rudy, he wrote incriminating notes on his sheets when he couldn't find any paper. And I'm betting he lived off that little plate of nuts and dried fruit they put in the green rooms. Probably tried to steal them from the other guests. Diamond, Filk, uh, I thought you left. They're the reason I have your granola bars in my pockets. You know me, Diamond, Silk. Anyway, that was fun, but I should get back to the election in Germany. After all, Angela Merkel led that government for 16 years and really ushered in an era of, oh, who am I kidding? Fox News man Rudy. I've never been in a Fox News studio, but I've heard that if you go to one pretty much any hour of the day, you'll see Rudy Giuliani slouched in the corner, asleep, drool in his chin, and a tote bag full of OTB betting slips in his lap. In fact, sometimes he's still in the shot when the next guest is on. Now Fox denied that Rudy was banned, but in doing so, they found a way to wound his ego yet again. They said he's not technically banned, they just don't want him. Fox News is, is, is disputing a report that Rudy Giuliani and his son Andrew have been temporarily banned from the network's airwaves. Politico reported a three-month ban, but Fox News says that just isn't the case. Deadline reports that the network just hasn't found Rudy Giuliani relevant in recent coverage. I'd use the old showbiz expression and say Rudy can't get arrested, but I'm pretty sure he can get arrested. I mean, damn, it's one thing to ban him because you're afraid of the Dominion lawsuit, but to tell him you just don't want him anymore, it's like breaking up with a boyfriend and telling him, no, it's not because my mother doesn't like you, you're ugly and bad at sex. Now, lest we forget, Rudy is a real human being with real feelings and not, as he appears, a fictional goblin Italian grandmothers threaten children with if they don't brush their teeth. The Julian is gonna give you cavities. You want to have a teeth like the Giuliani? Just at the bottoms? And Rudy was apparently deeply emotionally affected by this news. A source close to Giuliani told Politico, Rudy's really hurt because he did a big favor for Rupert Murdoch. He was instrumental in getting Fox on Time Warner so it could be watched in New York City. Does Rudy think Rupert Murdoch cares about his hurt feelings? If Rudy so much as tried to speak to Murdoch at a dinner, Murdoch would simply nod to one of his henchmen and have Rudy thrown into a watery pit full of crocodiles. Why are you taking me to the pools? I don't have my swimming trunks. And while I'm sure, while I'm sure getting Fox News on Time Warner was a huge deal at the time, it now sounds like the shadiest of Sopranos B-plots. Oh, Rudy's mad because he helped us out with that Time Warner thing. You have free pay channels and the like. But perhaps the, perhaps the biggest sting of all was not the banning itself, but when and how Rudy found out, and what show he was banned on. Giuliani was banned for nearly three months, but he only learned of the move the day before he was set to appear on Fox and Friends on September 11th. Imagine getting told you're not credible enough to appear on Fox and Friends. That show doesn't exactly have the highest journalistic standards. You remember how every so often there's an octopus who predicts what teams are gonna win the Super Bowl or the World Cup? Fox and Friends has it on to talk about masks in schools. And then there's the timing. Rudy was reportedly told of his ban the night before the 20th anniversary of 9-11, which might be why Rudy seemed so, let's say, out of sorts the next day at what was supposed to be a solemn 9-11 memorial dinner and ended up 
turning into an incoherent rant about how he never partied with Prince Andrew. I know Prince Andrew is very uh, questionable now. I never went out with him. Ever. Never. Never had a drink with him. Never was with a woman or a young girl with him. Ever, ever, ever. One time I met him in my office and one time when we had the party. Right, Bernie? You were there. You weren't there? Oh, so weird TV networks wouldn't want this man on their shows. So Rudy, just a reminder today, and we really want to stress, we just want you to talk about how Biden's vaccine mandate is tyranny. You got it. I'll also throw in how I never partied with Prince Andrew. No, just leave that out entirely. Good idea, because I did party with him one time. And another time it was in my office. But don't worry, I'll explain it all once you put me on TV. Don't explain it all. Just don't bring it up at all. I'll bring it up no more than five to seven times. Now. I'm obviously not a Fox News programming exec, but maybe the decision to ban Rudy had something to do with Rudy being, I don't know, an insane person who's under criminal investigation and facing a billion-dollar defamation lawsuit and who routinely confesses to things unprompted, especially when he's on Fox News. Did you read the transcript? Uh, let's say it was read to me. It was read to you, the whole thing? Uh, I hope. It's all here, right here. Uh, the, the first call from the State Department. Here's Kurt saying, great, I will tell Yermak and he'll visit with you there, thanks. I don't know about it. I didn't hear it. Forget the whistleblower. But we have the transcript of the call and the president's remarks. Shut up, Rudy. Moron. Rudy. Shut up. Okay, hold on. Shut up. Hold on. You don't know Everybody. what you're talking about. What's this guy Romney like? You know what I told him? He's our Al Gore. All right, Rudy. Biden's I'm Spartacus. Biden's, by the way, Biden's been off the trail. Mueller saying obstruction of justice. You cut everything out. Obstruction of justice, which the guy will say, say obstruction of justice. Obstruction of justice. Did you decide it? No. Maybe they cut him because his impressions weren't good enough. Looks like someone needs to go to impressions camp. Nah, actually, never mind. He definitely do sloth. Or maybe he's banned because he regularly went on Fox and showed off other people's incriminating texts and emails and phone calls and nonsensically waved around random pieces of paper like a guy in Times Square trying to convert you to some weird religion you've never heard of. Would you like a free stress test? Have you heard the gospel of Gerlax? But of course, it seems like the real reason Rudy was banned probably has a lot more to do with a simple financial and legal calculation. You see, Fox is currently the target of a $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit from the voting machine company Dominion, which is also suing Rudy personally for spreading baseless conspiracy theories about how their machines were supposedly rigged. And Rudy played a big part in spreading those lies. As he's gotten more evidence of the rigging that went on, he's really outraged. It's way beyond what people think, including a very, very uh, dangerous a foreign company, a company that has close, close ties with Venezuela and therefore China, is a radical left company. One of the people there is a big supporter of Antifa. Our votes are sent overseas. This is another attempt uh, to try to defeat him by illegal means. If you were on a flight next to someone talking like that, you'd ask the attendant for a parachute. Our votes are sent overseas. Is he confusing ballot boxes with normal? For Nermo? All right. So now that he's been banned from Fox News, Rudy has to resort to more obscure outlets like Steve Bannon's podcast, which I'm guessing is recorded on a desert island after a shipwreck, where Rudy claimed falsely that everything he said on Fox has been verified. There's a story on Rolling Stone and Politico that says you're on double secret probation over at Fox. And I don't think people knew this. 
Fox did not allow Rudy Giuliani on Fox News, on Fox and Friends, on the morning of September 11th. That's what's the, now they tell you you've been on some secret probation over there that nobody knew about. Yeah, Can it's you really, just it's comment? Really, uh, strange that I'm on probation at the time in which just about everything I said is being corroborated, and they and they actually are reporting all the things they claim I misled them about. Then every night they're now. Uh, one night after another, we're corroborating one thing, like this Arizona thing corroborates one of the things they would have said a week ago. I was misleading them. About. I doubt they called it double secret probation when they told him about it. Rudy probably used that term and then they just went with it. This sounds like double secret probation. Whatever you want to call it, Rudy. That's what the queen put Prince Andrew on. Not that I know him or I've ever partied with the man. Oh, wait, that was that one time. Bernie, you were there, weren't you? Oh, you were? And no. The scam GOP-led Arizona audit did not corroborate what you said. In fact, it found the exact opposite. The audit, which was designed to fabricate non-existent evidence of fraud, blew up in Trump's face by proving that Biden actually won by more votes than we previously thought. The results are now in after that very expensive audit of the 2020 election in Arizona. The Republican-led effort tonight showing that President Biden actually won by even more than originally thought. It wasn't what they were hoping for. We'll get this show on the road, so to speak. In the end, the Arizona Republican audit found 99 more votes for Joe Biden and 261 fewer for Donald Trump. Republicans in the legislature admitting today that their controversial, months-long partisan review of the votes had found in the end that, yes, Joe Biden won Arizona. So Trump and the Arizona GOP were humiliated after they spent millions to hire a group of right-wing tech weirdos called the Cyber Ninjas, which sounds like an off-brand action figure your grandma would buy you at the dollar store. The man says they're just as good as Transformers, except they don't turn into anything and you can't get them wet. They only take watch batteries. As you'll recall, the Cyber Ninjas went to insane lengths to find evidence of fraud, like when they used UV lights to scan ballots for bamboo fibers, and all they ended up doing was proving that Biden won Maricopa County by even more than we originally thought. Maybe Trump and the GOP will just have to keep bringing in crazier right-wing groups with dumber and dumber names until they finally get the results they want, like the robo-rockets or the digi-pirates or the crypto cowboys. I mean, this is what happens when the right-wing fantasy world of unhinged conspiracy theories collides with reality. Fox News wants to fend off a lawsuit from Dominion, and they know Rudy's bad crazy conspiracy theories can't hold up in court. Even the Trump campaign and GOP senators themselves knew that, as we found out last week. And now, the scam GOP audit in Arizona has proved it once again. And yet, as part of their relentless effort to destroy democracy and discredit the very notion of free and fair elections, Republicans are insisting on pursuing more sham audits in states like Pennsylvania. But the same thing's gonna keep happening to them that happened in Arizona. They're gonna look for evidence of fraud, and when it backfires on them, they're gonna say, oh, this has been a closer look. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code WONDERY to get 15% off your first month. 
Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Our guest tonight is an Academy and Golden Globe award-winning actor you know from the hit TV series Fargo. In films such as Sling Blade, Bad Santa, and Friday Night Lights, he stars in the fourth and final season of Goliath, which is now streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Please welcome back to the show, Billy Bob Thornton. How are you, friend? Hey, what's up, Seth? That's a hell of a clip they sent along. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. Oh, and that's just one of many, many gems. <laughs> so, um, I obviously, this has been a difficult couple of years for a lot of people, but I did not know uh, that you had this added negative element that you are a germaphobe which must have made it uh, especially hard yeah yeah i uh i've always been that way i've got you know a few phobias and uh uh i i really didn't change when the pandemic came along uh i was already doing all that stuff anyway you know <laughs> it's like you know wash your hands constantly i already do so yeah worked out nice you were one of those people who already had gloves at your house Oh, absolutely. Hat <laughs> suits, everything. Uh, so one thing that you were able to do at home, which must have made it a little bit nicer, uh, you're also a musician, uh, you have a band, uh, and is it true that you recorded four albums uh, since this thing started? Uh, three, yeah, okay. we did uh, We did three albums, uh, which uh, was pretty nice because when we went to the recording studio, we just you know, it was kind of a bubble there also. And, uh, yeah, so we have three new box masters albums, including, a, a Christmas album that we're putting out in November, which is not your typical Christmas album. It's not let it snow, let it snow, you know, uh, it's a little darker, a little, uh, sadder, you know, than most Christmas albums might be. Well, I, I think we'd expect nothing less from, from bad Santa, you know, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And now, is that uh, I, is that Captain Beefheart uh, behind you? That is absolutely Captain Beefheart. Yes. Do you have a lot yeah. of uh, of your favorite uh, photos of your favorite artists on, on the wall at your home, or is he a special uh, special exception? Well, no, I uh, I'm actually in the recording studio right now in the lounge of the recording studio that we have out here in California, and uh, I was friends with a famous photographer named Jim Marshall. And uh, Jim photographed, you know, everybody back in the day. And uh, he was quite a character. And I have a collection of Jim's uh, photos here. And we had a deal, Jim and I. Uh, he would sell me one, which weren't cheap. <laughs> and uh, he would sell me one and he would give me one. So that was really cool. And uh he knew that I was a big fan of Frank Zappa and Beefheart and all of them. And so he would always give me their photos if I would buy a Janis Joplin or whatever. I, I read an article about uh, uh, one of my favorite artists, Warren Zevon, that talked about a time that he was uh, just stopped by your studio and, and was just hanging out and, and actually recorded some stuff there. Was, was he someone that you were lucky enough to know long term or was that just a one time thing? No, uh, I knew Warren since the late eighties. Uh, when I was, uh, I was living on an, in an apartment building in, on Kings road in LA in West Hollywood. And Warren was my neighbor. He lived in the building too. And, uh, 
you know how at apartment buildings you have this uh, bank of uh, mailboxes, you know, go check your mail before you go up to your apartment. And the first time I met Warren, we didn't meet through the entertainment business. We met at the mailbox. And uh, I have severe OCD, and so did Warren. And uh, he was standing next to me checking his mail. And I opened my mailbox and pulled the mail out, put it back in, closed it, opened it again. I did that three times, and he was watching. And he goes, you have it too, huh? <laughs> and I go, yeah, I do. So then we we got to be friends, and, and it became a competition on who – had the worst OCD. <laughs> and, and by the way, as bad as mine is, he won. <laughs> and uh, so, um, but he ended up uh, on his last album, uh, you know, before he passed away. Uh, he used to come to the house a lot and we hung out quite a bit. And uh, he recorded about three of the songs for his last album in my old studio that I'd bought from Slash. And, uh, he actually did knocking on heaven's door in my studio, which was pretty chilling because, you know, Warren knew he was dying. And uh, when he recorded that in the studio, I'll never forget just sitting there listening. I I did background vocals with a couple of other guys on that song with him. And uh, it was pretty chilling. Yeah. I mean, I remember, you know, that when that album came out and listening to him sing that song, and obviously you were aware that, you know, he knew uh, what his diagnosis was. Uh, so I can only imagine as, as, as sort of haunting as it was to listen to it off, uh, off the album, I can't imagine what it was like uh, to record it uh, with him. What a, what a piece of uh, a history that is. No, it was, it was amazing. And I remember that night, uh, Warren had a silver ring that he wore. It was just kind of a square silver ring. Uh, didn't have any markings on it or anything. And he said, I've worn this ring for a long time. And he said, I want you to have it. And Warren had a very dark sense of humor. <laughs> and uh, he handed it to me and I, I held it there. And he looked at me and he said, uh, you're not going to wear it, are you? <laughs> I said, no, of course not. And he goes, I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> Uh, I've got a lot more questions about Goliath. We'll be right back with more from Billy Bob Thornton. Welcome back to Late Night. We're here with Billy Bob Thornton. I think for a lot of fans of this show, the most exciting thing was the very fact that there was a season four and that you were, in fact, alive. Uh, when were you aware uh, that your character had survived season three? Um. Yeah, I was aware the whole time. Yeah, it was uh, it wasn't a secret to me. But uh, you know, anytime you have an ending like that and you make people wonder, uh, I think it's always a good thing because you know people are always. I think it's a great thing about these streaming shows is that uh, it always leaves you wanting something, you know. And I think it's human nature. It's like why people like soap operas. You know, they want to see what's going to happen to Muffy and Biff or whatever, you know. I, You know, once they announced that there'd be a season four, obviously everybody knew that, you know, I'm probably going to come back somehow. But the way it's done is pretty interesting. And it actually started with uh, Larry Trilling, who's the, you know, showrunner, director of the show, who's a brilliant guy. And I said, look, I'd love to shoot in San Francisco for the last season. And I'd love to have some kind of vertigo vibe. And uh, that's what we did. And uh, there's a lot of sort of spooky stuff in it. 
that's not your usual, you know, linear storytelling, you know, and uh, uh, in this case, it's about the opioid crisis in this country, which we have, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's a, it's a pretty heavy season. And I think we ended it on the right note. I mean, you know, sometimes I think series go a bridge too far and uh, you kind of want to end on a high note, you know, or with your most powerful one. And of course, you always want to say the last season was the best, but in this case, I, I truly believe it is. And uh, I'd only signed up to do four seasons, and we all agreed that you know what, this is perfect to end it here, um, because you know you don't want to be struggling for a story that beats that one the next year and everything. So I think we I think we did okay on it. One of the other things you had to keep topping with this show is these incredible actors who would come in and, and play villains over the course of the season. You know, you, you had Bill Hurt, uh, Dennis Quaid, Amy Brenneman last year, and uh, now J.K. Simming, uh, Simmons, excuse me, and, and Bruce Dern. Were those guys that you'd worked with in the past? Yeah, I had done one, uh, one scene with J.K. in a movie that I starred in years ago called Astronaut Farmer, and J.K. was in that, so I knew him a bit. Bruce and I go way, way back, uh, and he's one of my mentors and, and you know people that I hold dear, and uh, it was great to be with him again because I've done you know four or five things with Bruce in the past, and... Um, he he's wonderful in it. Both of them are. It's uh, when you've been in this business a long time, you kind of know everybody, you know, I mean, you and I met when you were a fledgling on Saturday Night Live. Early you know? days, very early days. Early, early, early days, you know, bare research. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, when you're around people like that, sometimes you go, Oh my God, that's Bruce Dern, you know? And, I knew Johnny Cash very well. And I, it was like being in the room with like, you know, Fred Flintstone or something. It's like, are you kidding me? I'm actually in the room with Fred Flintstone. Right. You know? And uh, yeah, Bruce and I have had an amazing time over the years and he's been very, very good to me and a, and a mentor to me. Is this a situation based on your friendship that you call him up and say, there's a part for you in this season of Goliath? How does it work? Uh, yeah, it kind of works that way. Uh, you know, Larry said to me, uh, you think Bruce would do this? And I said, I don't know, I'll call him. And, uh, he said, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. It was kind of like, it was that way with Dennis also and Dwight Yoakam in the first season. There, there are several people who, uh, we've sort of, uh, talked over, over the years in, in this series. And, uh, since I had a personal connection with him, like in season two and three, we had Paul Williams, you know, and uh, he was a buddy of mine. And um, they said, who would you get to play this part? And I said, Paul Williams. So like, you mean this songwriter? I go, yeah, trust me. <laughs> no. Well, I guess the first time I saw Dwight Yoakam act was probably a sling blade, right? I mean, had he done anything before that? He had, he'd done a couple of, you know, independent films and, uh, Dwight actually, it's funny because I started out in music and became an actor and Dwight started out in the theater program at Ohio State and became a musician, you know, it was really funny, but uh, Dwight was a good actor. I mean, I'd seen the, you know, smaller things he'd done before we did Sling Blade and uh, I knew he was, uh, he was a dandy. 
he must, uh, uh, I'm assuming he's a far nicer person than he came off in Sling Blade because uh, I gotta be honest, I was really happy how it ended for him in that movie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Dwight, Dwight did a great job as an ass. he sure did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I have to say, I, I mean, before we get off of this thing, I kind of like this Zoom idea, you know? It's yeah. not a bad thing. And the main reason is because I don't really like to wear pants. Yep. And I, you know, well, I won't, I won't say the rest of it, but. You I, just think I, a, we, I think we can all finish it from there, yeah. Well, I think we can, you know, <laughs> you just put a big flannel jacket on and enjoy yourself. <laughs> well, I think we've all enjoyed ourselves and uh, it's always great to see you. Uh, you know what? And when we're in studio, we'll figure out a pants-free uh, existence for you here too. Absolutely. Uh, you can just, you know, how you guys like, you know, blank stuff out. Yeah, you know? we'll just blur it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Billy Bob. Always a pleasure. The fourth and final season of Goliath is available now on Amazon Prime Video. Late Night with Seth Meyers airs weeknights on NBC at 1235, 1135 Central. Original music on the Late Night podcast is by the HE Band. Don't forget to follow the handle Late Night Seth on social media and tell your friends to subscribe to the Late Night Podcast wherever they get their podcasts. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.